Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. One of the most interesting things to me is the mythology of those famous people that we know about, our heroes, and how there's these stories, these urban legends, so to speak. And some are true, some may not be, and some might fall somewhere in between. As time goes on, things wind up getting a little bit more muddy as far as what's true, what's not, how this person actually was. And we really only have those accounts of the people that were around them to really understand who they really were or what the legend of this person might have been. In this particular case, I'm talking about Edgar Allan Poe. And that's where the mythology behind Edgar Allan Poe forms the basis for tonight's film. This isn't actually a new idea. However, this may be one of the ones that got it right. So with that, I think it's time to announce tonight's film. Starring Christian Bale, Harry Melling, Timothy Spall, Toby Jones, Lucy Boynton, with Robert Duvall and Gillian Anderson. This is the 2022 Scott Cooper written and directed Netflix exclusive The Pale Blue Eye. Christian Bale plays very weathered and seasoned detective Augustus Landor, who is hired to investigate a murder of a West Point cadet. He doesn't really get too far as far as questioning anyone around there, so he decides to get some help from one of their own. This particular person who he gets to join up with him is a young Edgar Allan Poe, played by Harry Melling. Along the way, a few more murders happen, and it seems that the murders themselves might have a bit to do with the occult. When I first heard about The Pale Blue Eye, I really didn't know if it would be good or not. I myself am not a giant Edgar Allan Poe fan, but then again, I haven't read enough of his work. I did like what I read, and the only real things that I knew about the guy was what school taught me. But as I get older, and I've had a chance to hear more of the stories about Edgar Allan Poe, and see some of the things that were inspired by him, he was actually a very fascinating guy. Last summer, Nicole and I had the opportunity to go to Edgar Allan Poe's childhood home in Baltimore, which they have turned into a museum and thankfully saved the property from ever being torn down as it's a historical landmark now. We also had the opportunity to visit his gravesite, which still garners people to leave flowers and roses to this very day. So as much as I'm generally not a fan, I'm slowly becoming a fan and I do 100% realize the importance that he had towards literature, as well as the impact that his work has had in the past and still continues to have in the present and assuming future. And I think that's one of the things that makes The Pale Blue Eye interesting, because it plays around with those Edgar Allan Poe mythos, so to speak. And it's a film that has a fictional story that feels like it could be an Edgar Allan Poe story in itself. 
featuring Edgar Allan Poe. As we know, this is an idea that's not necessarily new. There was the movie with John Cusack called The Raven, which features him as almost a detective, which, to the best of my knowledge, was one of the things that he wanted to do in life and actually did help out the cops sometimes. People that know more about Edgar Allan Poe than I do will have to call me out on that, whether I'm accurate or not. However, for everything that the Raven may have gotten right, it's a fictionalized account and it winds up being a killer that reminded me a lot of Jigsaw from the Saw films. So it's kind of an interesting merge between reality and fiction. But that's where I feel that this film, The Pale Blue Eye, really tried to separate itself from something like that. It really did try to be an Edgar Allan Poe story and honor and respect everything that Edgar Allan Poe did. This film chooses to focus on a early part of Edgar Allan Poe's life where he was at West Point Academy, which is true. So where other things like the film The Raven tried to do an actual fictionalized account of not just Poe, but a story in itself, here we're getting a fictionalized story that really does have a little bit of truth to it. For me, I think this is a far more interesting merge between fact and fiction than what The Raven had. Of course, in my opinion, The Pale Blue Eye is a much better movie in itself. However, it doesn't mean that The Pale Blue Eye is a perfect film, of course, no film is. One of the worst things about The Pale Blue Eye is that it gets pretty boring in the middle part of the film. It doesn't really keep up a whole lot of intensity or, or even a lot to keep us engaged. It is a good movie and I enjoyed my time with it. However, I felt like there could have been some trimmings to scenes and we probably would have wound up with the same result by the end. It's a film that really does try to establish the character of Edgar Allan Poe and the character of Augustus Landor However, it just feels like it cuts everything short, even though the film itself is two hours and ten minutes. We're not getting that proper character development that I feel these characters deserved. This is actually a really good movie, but there could have been a little bit more for both characters, and it's kind of weird to me because we are actually with both characters throughout this film, but it feels like the characterization is just not really there where it should be. So as much as I really did enjoy this one, I was kind of left with like a hollow feeling by the end of it, and the actual ending to the film, the extra gotcha, which almost feels essential to anything inspired by Edgar Allan Poe, which also, as we know, inspired Sherlock Holmes, when we get to that point, it's supposed to have that little extra emotional weight to it, and it doesn't really feel like it has it. As we definitely have true villains in this film, but we also have a villain that may be unexpected or expected. It depends how close you're watching. It just doesn't feel as clear, and it feels almost like a gray area, which I think is the way it's supposed to feel. We definitely understand this character's actions, and honestly, if we were probably put in the same position, 
I think some would actually do what this person did. It all happens in what feels like an epilogue to the story between Landor and Edgar Allan Poe. I do have to say that these last few moments are probably some of the best things in this film. It's almost worth watching just for this little five to ten minute exchange between the two characters. It's just, I feel like it's supposed to be a very emotional scene, and it is, but it just doesn't reach that moment of greatness, and it's not as great as it could have been. And that's where I feel probably the scripting and possibly the direction from Scott Cooper here was a little underbaked. I don't really blame any of the actors involved here because Christian Bale puts on a great performance. Harry Melling puts on a great performance as well. We have these two, it's just we should have had a little bit more from both of them to maybe help this friendship between the two people really flourish. I feel like a lot of things in this film were pretty underbaked and I wish that it would have been the great film that it truly could have been. As it stands, it's just really a good one and possibly too good for Netflix if we're being honest. It doesn't really fit a film that is a part of their demographic, but I have to give credit where credit is due. It's good that Netflix allowed Scott Cooper to deliver what I assume is the film he wanted to make. Director Scott Cooper is not a director that I normally follow. I do like one of his films. And that would be Crazy Heart. Outside of Crazy Heart, I haven't really seen anything else that he's done. Even though this would mark the third time that he was working with Christian Bale. So apparently they are friends or at the very least enjoy working with one another. Another thing that I thought that was interesting about The Pale Blue Eye was the fact that it incorporated the occult. However, it's not a very strong incorporation and it's also something that feels kind of like an afterthought, even though it's essential to one of the big reveals at the end of the movie. The problem with it is, it's not all that surprising. And that's where I think that the film probably does succeed in attempting to make an Edgar Allan Poe-style story, or maybe a story that he would have lived through that would have inspired some of Edgar Allan Poe's later tales, such as The Telltale Heart, or The Murders in Rue Morgue. When he got more from poetry and into more of the writing about crime and detective stories. So this film is an interesting what if, and maybe it could have happened. We don't know, we weren't there. But I wish that this would have been a film that was just a little bit better crafted, not necessarily to provide more of that fictionalized account, but just make a better movie in general, because as it stands, it's only good but could have been great. It's a film that definitely tries to capture the essence of what it is to read an Edgar Allan Poe tale. And I think in that way the film succeeds. It's just Edgar Allan Poe would have crafted a little bit of a better story and better characterization. You could also watch The Pale Blue Eye just specifically for the actors and the performances that they all put on because everybody brings their A-game. 
The movie really is beautifully shot, however, we just needed a little bit more from the writing and characterization side to make it a great one. I strongly recommend this film to fans of any of the actors involved, as well as Edgar Allan Poe fans. Everyone else that might be expecting a tight little crime drama might be a little disappointed by the overall outcome and the somewhat dry and drawn out second act. And it also gives the feeling that the film had so much potential that it just didn't reach. But I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you would like to reach out to me and don't do the whole social media thing, you can also send me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Why not tell two friends? Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice, as that'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. Plus, as you know by now, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, remember to always be kind and good night. Thank you.